put this on because it was cold. Now I'm sweating. Wow. <laughs> it's a live <coughs> strip show on the podcast. Oh god, that's not that's not oh, no. <laughs> that, that's not pleasant. <laughs> Trust me, it works better on audio than it would in video. Definitely. Okay, clothing successfully removed. On we go. The world of the living, the world of the dead, and the world of sweary twelve-year-old superheroes. We're talking about Corpse Bride and Kick-Ass. I don't know where. Oh, <laughs> on episode 58 of Have You Seen? Edit. <laughs> yeah. Hello, friends from the internet. Welcome to episode 58 of Have You Seen? I am Kieran, recently disrobed Lefort. <laughs> Over there is uh, Tom still coughing web. Yeah, that makes it sound really seedy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, <coughs> so you haven't improved in a week then? Not much. No. I thought I had, but I haven't right. really. All right, well, there's no chocolate cake to distract us this week, just no. your coughing. Yeah. Um, and we have two wildly popular movies to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Not obscure yeah. shit nobody's ever heard of. No, two, no. two, two big films. Yeah. Um, shall we start with Corpse Bride? Yes, okay. Which I pitched you last week. Yeah. Um. I shall recap, but I shall recap using uh, an alternative synopsis I found in an Amazon review. Okay. The Corpse Bride is about a guy, forget his name, who's forced by, spelt wrong, his family to marry, spelt wrong, a woman whom he has never met. While practicing his vows, spelt wrong, he accidentally married a Corpse Bride, then he's sent to the underworld. <laughs> that gives you a bit of the story, yeah. I suppose. The proper synopsis is that Victor Van Dort is the heir to a fish merchant's fortune, uh, and he's due to marry Victoria Everglot, um, as are... Very um, erudite friend just said, uh, uh, a woman who's never met. She's the daughter of cash poor aristocracy. And uh, what's best for both the families is for these two youngsters to get married. Yeah. Um, there's a disaster at the rehearsal and Victor kind of wanders into wanders into the woods to, to practice his vows. He's in a bit of a bit of a slump and he finally gets them right. And as he does so, he theatrically places the, the ring uh, on what he thinks is an upturned tree root and mm -hmm. actually turns out to be a corpse's finger yep. and the corpse of a beautiful woman comes back to life and she is now his bride mm -hmm. um, what else happens oh, a slimy man arrives Lord Barkist yeah. uh, and then we have a love quadrangle I guess is mm -hmm. the only way to put it it's across <laughs> yeah. the land of the living and the land of the dead <coughs> um, I pitched this to Tom because um, we kind of talked about it over a year ago when we talked mm. about uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas Yeah, and you kind of didn't get on with that. There were bits yeah. that you liked and bits that overall I don't think it really kind of grabbed no, you. No, no. Um, I think this is better and no. uh, I much prefer it because um, mm. I think it's a, a better structure and more coherent as a story. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Um, I, I definitely agree that I liked it more than I liked uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I st it still didn't like really draw me in. Okay. But I think... You're right. The story's much more interesting, much more um, intricate. <coughs> Sorry, it's going to be um, a lot of that. Yeah, um, and I'm at it too. The thing I most, <laughs> the thing I mostly liked were just the technicality of it, just mm. the achievements of mm. how it's put together. And I wonder if because I was so, I kind of got distracted by that almost. Um, the way I've just been distracted by the laptop screen going off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's all right. It should just go to a screen so it's not. Uh, uh, you keep sleep. talking, I'm going to rescue the tech. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of, I don't know if because I was getting a bit distracted about how 
<laughs> incredible the achievement is. I just can't stop coughing. <coughs> that um, I didn't really kind of fully immerse into the story. Okay. Um, and I, I, I thought... Do you think you could watch it again without concentrating on the technical bit and just... Possibly, yeah. And I think I'd be much more inclined to watch it again okay. than I would, say, Night Before okay. Christmas. Cool. Um, I think one of the few characters that kind of that were the ones that kind of really did make me kind of draw in a bit and made me pay attention were um, Lord Barkis played mm-hmm. by Richard E. Grant who I thought was really, He's really good. He's magnificently slimy, He's isn't brilliant he? brilliant in this. And um, also I really loved the uh, the uh, Peter Laurie worm. I wondered if you might. Yeah, and I just really, I thought that was a cool, fun little kind of character and it often would yeah. kind of, you know, I'd get caught up in what those scenes more. Yeah. Um, I found, I don't know, Johnny Depp's just a bit bland, which I guess the character's the character supposed to be. The character is kind of like a, a nervous, wishy-washy little man, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, and I, I kind of suppose he, he needs to be, but it, I don't know, it just didn't... Things kind of happened to him and around him rather than him driving. Yeah, everything, I and think. they didn't seem to be, like John Depp didn't seem to be giving it much of a performance. Mm. It just it was just like quick coming from just say these lines for us. Yeah. yeah, say that, say that, say that. Go, go, excellent, right, and then off he went. Yeah, so it didn't quite kind of feel. Whereas other people uh, seem to be like Richard E. Grant seems to be putting a bit more into it. And, yeah. Um, people like Joanna Lumley and Albert Finney and and you know their characters they there's a bit more to yeah. them. You know, um, well, they don't cost as much in studio time. Well, yeah. Um, one of the things that I thought <coughs> was really fantastic—I can't edit all these out. Sorry, I know. Uh, one of the things I thought were really, really fantastic, and it just—I just can't get my head around how they managed to do it. Was that were the any any marionette or puppet playing a piano? Mm-hmm. I, I, for me, that's the thing about animation is I understand the processes of mm. it. I understand you take a picture, you move it, you take mm. a picture, you move it. You know, it's like the old fast show sketch. That yeah. They used to do. yeah. And I kind of get all of that. What I what I can never quite get my head around is how you time everything. Mm. How do you know it's going to take X amount of frames Three to get frames from position to A to yeah. position B yeah. And that's going to, you know, you're going to hit those two notes on the piano at exactly the right point in the music. Mm. And, it, and it, I guess you kind of just have to time it and then figure out the number mm. of frames and stuff like that. But it must be it's so complicated. This, yeah, this absolutely. Is why this, is, this, this was a 55-week shoot. Yeah, and, and, I, I get, and it's not just working out, okay, to get from point A to point B is going to take X amount of frames. Then you've mm. got to work out how that how that object is going to move, how that hand is going mm. to move and what else is going to happen and, and make sure that you get the timing right on that. And it, yeah, I just, it mo- blows my mind as to how you get the timing right. Would that um, be, would that be uh, stuff being played on the Harryhausen piano? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, it's, they, I mean, it's just fantastic. And I guess they don't have to, you know, when you've got animation like that and puppets, you can make sure that all the fingering is correct. So you can see them playing it, which obviously, if you've got an actor, they've either got to learn to play the piano or you you just fake it. Fake it really well, yeah. Yeah, so that it's kind of like, that was one of the things that suddenly made me go, well, they've got a whole more, they've got a whole raft of shots available to them Mm. because their puppets can do anything and you can give them any skill and anything Mm. like that. Um, So yeah, I found that all kind of really interesting Mm. to watch kind of unfold. <laughs> um, and I love things like that. the lighting is amazing. Mm. 
and all of the attention to detail i think that's that's what really blows you away about this film oh the production design and the character design is amazing yeah it's it's absolutely phenomenal and you know there are lots of little you know there's lots of particularly uh in the in the living world there's lots of very kind of film noir style lighting and you know Mm. just very kind of clever set designs and things like that and it's it it just intrigued me a lot Mm. that i guess when you've got a quite often lighting like that comes from when you have a restriction you have to light things in a certain way yeah. like you, you've only got x amount of light so you you've you know you've got to make sure that you know the crappy set isn't quite in yeah you know is, is in darkness all that kind of stuff whereas with animation you can just make it as bright and as bold as you like because you yeah. can pretty much do anything you like but ev- everything is done specifically for the style yeah and i, I like that i think that's you know that's really good. Overall, though, it is a bit because it feels very much like the tone of the film is aimed at children. Yeah, but the subject matter of the film is definitely not. It's uh, it's as we discussed with Corpse Bride, and uh, I think we covered another couple of films like this. It's like it's hard to pinpoint who the target audience really is. Yeah, because I mean, you've got you know, you've got relationships going on between various people living and dead Mm. and then you've got very kind of not complex but you know like there's this whole issue of the finances of everything and it's so there's kind of very adult themes yeah not in a sexy adult way but like you know (laughs) scenes of an adult nature yeah exactly not not all accountancy yeah yeah but um yeah, so th- themes that children won't be interested in yeah. particularly. And so that's why, again, I find it a bit of a mismatch in my brain where you're kind of like, I, you know, I get this and it's clever and I, I quite like the idea, I like the plot, and I think, but then the way it's presented is mm. almost counterpoint to that. And sometimes it doesn't quite mesh, mm. as it were. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, I, again, you mentioned last week um, the detail on all of the cloth. Yes, the bride's dress, uh, yeah, specifically just... her train and her veil. <coughs> it moves like real cloth. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that is just, again, it's phenomenal. And I mean, they must have spent hours studying the motion yeah. of, of fabric and how it should move and how it shouldn't move. And I just can't, I can't get how do you do that so precisely? Because all it takes is just a gentle draft to gently move it or... Mm. I mean, even just the process of trying to put it in place with your fingers yeah. and then taking your fingers off it yeah. could move it. There may have been some computer assistance, <laughs> I'm not sure. Right. But even if there is, it's seamless. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think as far as I can tell, uh, I know for a fact that the puppets were animated using clockwork mechanisms. Yes. Rather than... There's a, there's a screw in the back of the head to... To, to change to everything, change yeah. Expressions. yeah. So rather than, rather than have replaceable heads, which yeah. is often what they would do, or replaceable mouths, yeah. it was done using special rubberized and clockwork mm. elements. Um, and I know that there were some things that were shot on HDV cameras. Yes. Uh, and super Fire elements. So like fire elements thing, yeah. and some smoke elements. Um, the only thing that I thought, saw that I thought, oh, I wonder if that's CGI animated, mm. was the opening title sequence with the butterfly. I think that might have been. Um, but that, as far as I could tell, that was the mm. only thing. Everything else felt like it was completely I mentioned, in that world. I mentioned the um, You May Kiss the Bride sequence, yeah, where um, the corpse bride kisses 
uh, Victor for the first time on the bridge and the camera swirls yeah. around them. Mm. That's an amazing shot. If you think yeah. this, is, has, this is a stop motion animation. Absolutely, yeah. It's, and it's, it borders on bullet time. Yeah, really, exactly. If you think how you'd have to, yeah. how you'd have to do it. Yeah, because that was the other thing that I was kind of thinking about was that when you're, I would imagine when you're looking at, cause, I mean, all the camera moves are completely smooth as well. So you're not just mm. choreographing and moving the action oh, yeah, no, screen, you're not, moving the camera like as well. directed it. The camera moves. Yeah. Yeah. No, and the one of the things is like, it's like, how do you, where did you, how do you keep your frame of reference? Mm. Surely, well, onion skinning is the way it's usually done, where right. you have a monitor that overlays your previous frame, so you can see how much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the, my point being that if the camera is moving as well, mm. all of your points of reference are now moving. I suppose so. So the only way I can think that you would have to do it is to have a static camera. Yes. And use the onion skinning on that. Yes. And then have a moving camera as well. Yeah. And hope that you know when you move that camera, it's not going to accidentally. Re- I mean, obviously you check it, but you not reveal yeah. something that you don't want it to, like a yes. you know something holding else something else up or whatever. Yeah. But no, that yeah, that I I could, that was the sort of things I I, I find absolutely fascinating it is uh, it is an incredible technical achievement and that might explain why it's only 71 minutes long because to go absolutely uh, there's something like 11,000 frames (coughs) in this thing all hand animated yeah Um, yeah I mean mean, when you sit there and you think every one of those is just a single photograph Mm. effectively that's when you really kind of get the scale of it yeah even Um, more so than the normal live absolutely yeah yeah because you know you can press a button you hold a button down and yeah, within a second you've shot twenty five pictures, but with this you've got it. You've got to, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess you got all your production stills out. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Every frame is a publicity still. Yeah, um, no, so I, yeah, I think I was just overawed by the technical achievement. Really, mm-hmm. um, I think it's something people should watch just because of how it's made. Yeah, I think that's that's as interesting, if not more interesting, than the story of the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are other films like that, you know, um, where the story of how that film got made or how they did it is mm. often more interesting than the finished product. Mm. But, yeah. I, 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 we both know somebody actually who, um, who got a set visit for this when it was being made. Yes. Um, and he's completely overawed by it. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Well, this kind of thing is entirely in his wheelhouse anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it does seem like a it does seem like an incredible achievement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so smooth. Mm. I think that's what that's what sets it apart. I mean, if you if you see, I've seen trailers. Yeah, you can't things see the like, joins. You can't. See yeah, the, things yeah. like Fantastic Mr. Fox, also yeah. stop motion animated yeah. feature, and even to some extent Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. You look at those, and they they look they look almost amateurish in comparison to how yes. smooth this is. Yeah. It just, you know, it flows like a real movie. Have you seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? I haven't, no. Okay. I shall take that under consideration. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a bit hit and miss with Wes Anderson. I was going to say something, but I'm going to save that. I'm going to rewatch it and decide if I want to pitch it to you because okay. I saw it and liked it, but for specific reasons. Fine. Okay. I think I'm, I think I would have to be in exactly the right mood. I, I think, think you've got to be, be right on that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I was exa- in exactly the right mood when I watched um, The Life Aquatic, and mm. I really enjoyed that. That's my favourite Wes Anderson film. Yeah, but I can imagine if I'd seen it in slightly not the right mood, I would have hated it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I it's, very, it's a yeah. very um, precise, you know, yeah, point yeah. in time, I think. So Tom's verdict is, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> if, if, you, if we're talking just about the story and the, mm. the like, is it's all right. If yeah. you're talking about it 
as the film that it is, mm. it's it's amazing to mm. watch. I think it's like I say, it's you know, a marvelous technical achievement. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. happens to have a story attached. Yeah, to it. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are no funny titles because uh, various languages around the world could not be bothered and just called it Corpse Bride in <laughs> right. their own language. Um, and annoyingly, all the Amazon reviews were well written, right. apart from one. Okay. And I'm going to read this. <clears throat> Most of this is spelt wrong. And I'm going to read it in the accent with which I think it was written. Okay. Weren't impressed at all. Me and my mum went to see this at the cinema and we were the only ones in the cinema. I wouldn't buy it. it. Was nowhere near as good as some of the other Tim Burton films. It was really boring and dragged on. <laughs> I wonder if any of our American listeners understood that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so to kick ass. Yes. Do you want me to suppose. recap? Yeah. It'd be better if you did it than I did it. That's what I said. Right. Do you want me to recap? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, fine. Um, so kick ass is one of the sort of subgenre of superhero movies uh, that is kind of what would happen if a normal person actually became a superhero uh, without any powers. Um, I think uh, if you look at all of the superheroes in general, the only person that is considered a superhero but doesn't have powers would be Batman. But yes. He's super rich, so you know there's all of that. Mm. This is you know just your everyday guy deciding I'm going to put a costume on and fight crime. Yes, with no real, n- no real kind of. And he he is kind a complete. Of, well, he's 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 a sub ordinary guy. He's the nerd at school. Yeah, absolutely. He? In this instance, so it's yeah, not like yeah. he's a cool guy with shit tons of martial arts training. No, exactly. He knows nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think out of that, this kind of subgenre that's appeared, this is the best one that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it feels like a huge mm-hmm. uh, blockbuster superhero movie. It you know it looks looks the part, even though it's shot on a very small budget, independently funded. Forty million, I think. <laughs> I thought it was less than that. Oh, maybe less than that. <coughs> I did. I I did see the figure earlier. Oh, maybe that was maybe that was the box office gross. Yeah, I think it was a lot less than that. Yeah, I think it was nearer to ten, maybe a bit more. Yeah, I might be completely way yeah. off. But um, yeah. So anyway, if only I could connect to the Wi-Fi in the submersible. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very simple story. A young man decides he wants to be a superhero because. Why shouldn't there be any? Because there is injustice and it needs fighting. Yeah, just put on a costume and go and fight crime. Uh, he does. He upsets the local mob boss. And, um, pardon me, he meets a couple of like-minded people uh, who are played by Nicolas Cage and um, Chloe Grace Moretz. And uh, together they try to take on the big mob boss played by Mark Strong. And that that's pretty much it. It's a very basic kind of origin story as it would be. Um, sequel's coming out soon, which I know Kieran's kind of interested to watch and didn't want to watch until he'd seen Kick-Ass, but he knew that I was going to pitch it, so I hadn't watched yeah, it yet. Yeah, so, so. I, I've essentially been sitting on this film for yeah. over 18 months, not watching it. <coughs> was it worth the wait? Um, I will read you my final note. Okay. Great stuff. Give me sequel. Oh, really? I, Excellent. Yeah, this was brilliant from start to Perfect. finish. It's really, really good. Interestingly, when I first, when I watched it, when, I, when we first started doing this, it went on the list. Then I watched it again mm. with kind of a view, or maybe I'll pitch this this week, and I didn't enjoy it as much. Really? And then I kind of left it for a bit. And then I thought, sequel's coming out. I, I'm going to watch it again just mm. to see, because if I don't like it, then I might as well just lend you this Blu-ray and let you watch it anyway. Um, and then I really, really enjoyed it again. Mm. So that's why I ended up Yeah, some films uh, that kind of happens yeah. with. Yeah. Um, I suppose <laughs> you want me to talk about it, don't you? Yeah, I do, please, because um, I'm coughing. 
Well, my first note actually just says Dexter Fletcher in big <laughs> yeah. letters. Yeah. Um, this is full of Matthew Vaughan's mates. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, Jason Fleming, say- Tama Hassan shows up towards the end. Have you seen Layer Cake? No. Okay. Because I haven't either. Right. But what I do remember is... If anybody wants to pitch us layer cake so we can watch it. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Because one of the things that I remember, and I don't know why, is that obviously Dexter Fletcher is in it. I think Mm. he's in it. And there's a a yellow Range Rover in it, I think. Right. At least it was on the DVD cover. And that's how he dies in this movie. So I I thought, thought, is that that Matthew Vaughan referencing... Quite possibly. His previous movie. Yes. Uh, uh, Yes, I put Dexter Fletcher, great death. Um... Mm. What I like? I've just got loads of scrappy little notes as usual. Um, you're right. It looks as though it costs as much as a Nolan Batman. Yeah. And those are pushing like $200 million. <laughs> yeah. I so th- if I this think... costs like 1% of that, yeah, or 10% to... of that rather, sorry. I, I think it's kind of comparable to the Raimi Spider-Man. Yes, you said that last week. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it looks great. It looks like a comic <laughs> movie all the way through. Yeah. Um, uh, I like the look of it. I like the directorial style. It's full mm-hmm. of flair. Yeah. Um, I like the score a lot as well. Right. Because it's, it's that kind of orchestral and rock thing together, which I kind yeah. of quite like. Um, the cell-shaded backstory for Big Daddy and Hit Girl. Yes. That's amazing. It's that's great, a brilliant sequence. Yeah. yeah. Um, for people who haven't seen it, it's done like a comic book because he's, yeah. as kind of a coping mechanism yeah for hit girl big to, daddy yeah 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 uh big daddy to try and explain almost as a game why he's making his daughter the way he is yeah he's, he's drawn all this as a comic yeah um and you go the camera goes into the comic and rather than just showing static panels there are kind of th- everything things become cell shaded 3d in some yeah it kind of looks sort of rotoscoped kind of yeah action it looks and, yeah. yeah yeah it looks um <coughs> <coughs> ruining my review <laughs> sorry uh, yeah no it looks incredible that sequence is great um, there are two particular standout hit girl scenes as well right the bad reputation library shootout yes yeah, uh, yeah. and then the banana split scene hang on hang on which I think run pretty much back to back or close to the library shootout scene there's a corridor yeah. and she just makes her yeah, way yeah, down yeah. the corridor with all the so which bit's the banana splits bit where she's fighting Mark Strong uh, oh no it's before that isn't it when she's in the kitchen yes maybe I can't remember right I get confused because yes. the, there is the, a the lot of Chloe yeah, Moretz yeah. kicking people yeah, yeah. and Mark Strong kicking her in the face is it bad that I laughed when he spin kicked her in the face I, I, yeah it, that's, that's, I always forget how brutal he is to her yeah but the thing is the reason it kind, they kind of get away with it is because you know that she can she she can take it and she'll give as good as she yeah. gets mm. even though it's it's fundamentally wrong to see like yeah. a six foot plus man boot, boot boot an 11 year old girl in the face, face. Yeah. you're kind of like well yeah you're kind of like oh she'll be fine the um the introduction of her and Nick Cage, um, <coughs> yeah, um, where he's training her how to take a round to the chest, yeah, that made me burst out laughing. The <laughs> yeah. first time he shoots her, yeah. I creased her. Yeah, they handle some. Like I say, it's it's very nicely handled. All of that stuff because mm. you know she is just a young girl. Mm. Yet you know they're shooting her, beating her up. She's mm. stabbing people. She's swearing. She mm. and it's all handled in a really clever way mm. so that it never feels exploitative or, or kind of weird mm. do you know what I mean yeah um, I loved um, 
Nick Cage's Adam West delivery. Yeah. I like he has. I like that he has two deliveries. Yes. So that he's different when he's Big Daddy as yeah. to, opposed to when I cannot remember the name of his civilian. Uh, Begins uh, with a D. Damon McCready. Damon, there we go. I thought he was called Dave and I remembered no kick-ass is Dave. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I also love <laughs> the um, stick-on uh, Fu Manchu moustache extensions. Yeah. <laughs> look yeah. Slightly different yeah. under under his mask. Yeah. Um, Clomoretz's knife skills freak me out. Oh, with the butterfly knife. Yeah. The and she's doing it yeah. so nonchalantly and carrying on a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. She must have practiced that for mm. hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a bit with a shot of a cinema and it says, now showing the spirit three. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and my note is, I don't want to live in that world. No. <laughs> One was enough. Um, yeah. I've just got, I've just got. I've pretty much run through all my notes. I just sat watching right. it. I really enjoyed it. It's funny. Awesome. The action's good. I like that um, as soon as Dave puts on the suit, he doesn't become a hero. He's still crap yeah. in the fights. The only reason he survives <coughs> is because um, he's had to have metal plates put in him where he got run over. Yeah. Uh, and it's given him nerve damage so that he doesn't <coughs> he feel can't pain feel as it. much. Yeah. 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 Um, so he kind of almost, in a way, slightly gets a superpower, yeah. even though it's but not in really the super possible yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the only way he wins his fight is by absorbing punishment and perseverance. Yeah. And when he is striking, his his technique is terrible. Absolutely, It is yeah. just an ordinary dork in a suit who's seen kung fu movies and read yeah. comic books. Yeah, whereas she is like yeah. a machine. Yes. So it's it great. Kind of Do you know who did the fight choreography for no? this? Brad Allen, who was one of Jackie Chan's stunts. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, who's now kind of branched out on his own and doing stuff in Hollywood. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, like all the so the fights are all good and cinematic, yeah. but the technique is just bad enough to make it believable. Yes, yeah, uh, which yeah. is something I really like. As someone who watches a whole <coughs> a whole ton of yeah. martial arts movies, um, yeah. I really like that. Uh, what, what did you think of um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson? Fine. What about Chris, Christopher Mintz Plass? Fine. Because they were there, the kind of weakest it things was, for me. Well, yeah, I guess so. Aaron Johnson's American accent is impeccable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, he was. He was exactly what a Peter Parker clone needed to be. Right. Uh, and whereas Plas was exactly what he needed to a, be. Yeah, like imagine if Bruce Wayne as a kid had been a dick. Yeah, yeah. that's what. Well, not uh, not even a dick. Just kind of neglected. Yeah, just trying. He's just trying to prove. He's just to his trying dad. to please his dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, there's all that stuff where he's trying to follow into his business meetings, not quite understanding what his dad's business really is. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know, sometimes I think he does understand it, but he just kind of, he's like... I think he gets it more as it goes on. <laughs> yeah. But even then, when they get to the um, <coughs> the unmasking internet feed, yes. he still hasn't quite clocked how nasty this uh, is going to so, be. Yeah, absolutely. I think he he kind of, he, he likes the glorified... TV version of what his dad would do like what you know if he was watching a movie what he'd yeah. think it would be as opposed to actually it yeah. happening there and yeah. right there and then yeah because some of um, some of the violence in this is pretty brutal it is isn't it yeah. much more than you would be expecting I think yeah I can't remember if it's rated 18 or not I think it is isn't it? possibly I can't remember no I can't remember like for example in the um, uh, the fight where he first puts on the kick-ass suit yeah, uh, I was expecting him to get a beating. I was not expecting him just to get stabbed within yeah. like thirty seconds. Yeah, um, so it kind of yeah, and that sets the tone. Then you think, okay, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it pretty much does. Yeah, um, I have 
two niggles. Right. I don't know why I'm waving my USB stick. <laughs> no, I'm no, going to no. put that down out of the way. Um, I have two niggles. Okay. We'll go with the minor one first. The final song on the end credits is terrible. Okay. I, I, Utterly dreadful. I couldn't even tell you what it was. And there you go. And finally, jumping the gap between buildings yeah. is set up and never paid off. There's loads of really good setup and payoff throughout this. That's true, it is, and isn't they set it? Yeah. This, unless that's what they think the jetpack Pack covers. Off. Yeah. But that's yeah, no, I do lame. know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he never, doesn't do it. He no, he never gets around to doing no. it or even trying it. He just chickens out all the time. <coughs> I don't know if yeah. that will then show up in the sequel. but it was Maybe. Like, I was thinking back at the end. It's like they set up this and paid it off and this and this. And, this and did, it was done really, really well. And then there was just, and then it's like, oh, he went, he was going to jump the building. And then he ju- he didn't jump the building. Yeah. So there's like, there's that one thing that just yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't quite tie up at the end. But that's yeah. so, so, so. Yeah, minor. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know. Nobody noticed. else would ever notice. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did indeed. Very much so. Um, <laughs> uh, I still haven't watched the um, sequel trailer yet. Oh, okay. Uh, but I will do. Yeah, no. I do. Know, do you know what Christopher Mintz Plass's character is called in the sequel? No. <laughs> He's called the motherfucker. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. The uh, the thing that I really like about the new trailer is Jim Carrey. Yeah. Now that would put me off this film. It would, but I think that because I can't stand him. I like no, the, I know, but... one Jim Carrey <laughs> film, The Truman Show. Oh, Have you me. seen it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. I think, uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. I think um, no. I think he's been brought into this with a very good understanding of what it is he's going into. He's kind of um, he's starting a career resurgence this year, I think. Right. Uh, because he's already done Burt Wonderstone where he was kind of yeah. like a flashy supporting character rather than the yeah. lead. And I think that this is what he's going to be for a couple of years Yeah. Uh, before it's decided Pushing that he can, again or he's or bankable yeah. again. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, he's quite, I think he's basically fulfilling the uh, Nicolas Cage role. Yes. But not the same character, obviously, yeah, but yeah. He's, he's kind of coming in. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see mm. how he fits in. The into 20 million guy yeah. slumming it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've so I've watched the tra- <coughs> I've watched the trailer and there's some good stuff in it. Yeah, I shall. Uh, <coughs> I shall watch it later and maybe yeah. uh, if I remember, heaven forfend, I might even put a link on the blog. Yeah. Uh, well, he's uh, in the same way that um, Nick Cage was kind of channeling Adam West. Mm. He's kind of channeling other action heroes. Okay. So, excellent. Um, around the world, yes, it's got many a fun title. <laughs> right. Uh, Russia just went for all-out censorship and called it kick. Right. <laughs> um, Hungary went for bizarre and called it if slash beat. <laughs> really? You like okay. face off with the with a, really with, yeah, yeah with uh-huh. a slash. It's called if beat. I think that might have been mistranslated. Yeah. Um, in Spain, it's called ready to crush. Okay. Uh, Serbia fighter. Right. Uh, Turkey, it was uh, show day for some reason. Right. Uh, Portugal breaking all. Yeah. Argentina, a superhero without superpowers. <laughs> okay, that's... And finally, in Lithuania, come here or you get into doo-doo. <laughs> that's a brilliant title. Uh, I found lots of people who didn't <coughs> like it on yeah. Amazon. Um, uh, some of these are full reviews, some of these are just quotes. Yeah. Uh, but there were so many, I had to, I had to grab them. If you want to descend into the grottiest grit of collapsing middle-class humanity, here it is. Enjoy. <laughs> On the other hand, do something more useful with your £5. Give it to charity and spend the two hours helping your gran. 
Whatever. Just give this grotty little piece of foul language and misdirected euphemism a wide swerve. It's not actually funny. <laughs> uh, upset from Tunbridge Wells. Yeah. The supporting cast, minus McLovin, are Z-listers. <laughs> I think they know the director somehow. They're kind of like the blokes you see in Adam Sandler films, but never anywhere else. Well, like Mark Strong and Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bought this to... <coughs> Sorry. I bought this to watch with my teenage son. Thank God I decided to view it first. The language is bad and the content most unsuitable. I was absolutely disgusted and it went in the bin after 15 minutes viewing. Utter gutter trash. Well, Are there no standards get, anymore? It didn't even get to claim our No, I know. Uh, what a sad world we live in if we call this entertainment. Whoever made this should be strung up. Don't waste your money. I give it a one star rating because it's the least you could give and it isn't even worth that. I, d- I do think people should be banned from writing reviews if they haven't watched the entire movie. Yeah. Um... New uh, new review. Yeah. I did like Nicholas Cage's role, however. The sarcastic... Again. The sarcastic father of Hit Girl. He died, though, so he didn't say much after that. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I was really looking forward to this. The jokes are all about teenage boys and their need for tissues. The action is like itchy and scratchy, but without the class. <laughs> Very few big film releases have I enjoyed less than this. I think my 14-year-old quite liked it because of the swearing most of the way through and gla- graphic stabbing close-ups. It's kind of like Watchmen. Wait for it. Except Watchmen was brilliant and this is weak. Oh, dear. Anybody who thinks Watchmen is brilliant yeah. should not be allowed to see any movies ever again. No. A diabolical piece of shite. Yeah. Um, Pete Hammond from out there on the internet uh-huh. sent us a kick-ass review entitled okay. Kick-Ass! Exclamation <laughs> mark. Excellent. I'll do, lads. He yeah. starts. I presu- I'm going to presume he's northern, but I'm not going to read this in the northern. <laughs> no, that would just be totally offensive. Yeah. Having just listened to episode 57 and hearing you're reviewing Kickass, just thought I'd add my tuppence worth. Essentially, I love Kickass. Everyone involved seems to be having the time of their lives, from Cage doing his best Adam West, Im- Adam West impression, that's not easy, to Mark Strong hamming it up as the gangland boss. Even weak link Mince Plass is having a ball, even though the car was a bit out of place even in this film. Um, it is a little bit, I suppose. What, the car? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The Twatmobile or whatever it's called. Yeah. Mistmobile. I'm disappointed it wasn't called a Mistang. Yeah. Given it was a Mustang. Yeah. When I, I remember shooting the red carpet for this and they actually had that car on the red carpet because uh-huh. it, it was all shot in the UK. Mm. So they had that car rocking yeah. up the carpet. Now, uh, there's some, hang on, I've just remembered something. Yeah. Um, there is a shot that is clearly a British block of flats in this movie. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I just, that, that thing like thundering up the red carpet was just mm. brilliant. Anyway, I think this is down to one major issue, he says. Uh, mm. The fact that it was independently funded, as we highlighted. Mm. Uh, I doubt that you get an 11-year-old dropping a C-bomb whilst fighting baddies to a speeded-up Banana Splits theme tune in a big-budget Hollywood blockbuster. Nah. Or said youngster, said youngster getting seven shades knocked out of her by Mark Strong. The production team were able to make the film they wanted without being told no, although the film doesn't have the nasty-slash-sexist tone that the comic book apparently does. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I, I wish I'd kind of reread that. But I don't. I can't. Mm. I can't remember it that well to comment on that. Yes, uh, I'd be interested to have a look. Actually, yes. Uh, and Jane Goldman apparently had trouble with people coming up to saying they loved her previous work. Uh, she wrote Stardust. Yeah. Um, uh, and they were looking forward to Kickass and her having to explain that they were slightly different animals. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, Pete also sent us a pitch. Yeah. Which we're not going to do because it's a film we've both seen. Okay. Uh, Pete suggests um, Serenity right um, which I like and you don't yeah I hate that film yeah I nearly walked out of the cinema in that film really yeah wow I at least saved that for Tron Legacy see I like that no that's a terrible <laughs> piece of shite 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, I will watch that again. Tom won't. Uh, <laughs> no. But we probably won't discuss it on the show for fear of fisticuffs. Yeah. Someone else has sent us a pitch. Okay. And that's what we're going to cover this week. Perfect. Richard Pierce. Yeah. Um, who has said, uh, I love the show, so I thought I'd send in a pitch. Uh, you slated my favourite childhood film when I last sent in a review. That was Labyrinth. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Yeah, I didn't like that film. No, um, I liked it more than I liked Serenity. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Richard Sanders sends us a pitch for a documentary called Undefeated. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I believe it won the best documentary Oscar at the Oscars. Oh right. Okay. Um, uh, it's set in the inner city. Okay, I'm going to read this word for word. So in the inner city of Memphis, inner city of Memphis. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Undefeated chronicles the, Jesus, I should have pre-read this. What is that word? Manassas? That must be a place. Yeah. Must be a place. I would guess. I think it's one of the, um, I think it must be an American Indian name. Shall I start this again? Yeah. yeah, Okay, good. Set in the inner city of Memphis, Undefeated Chronicles, the Manassas Tigers 2009 football season on and off the field as they strive to win the first playoff game in the high school's 110-year history. A perennial whipping boy in recent decades, Manassas has gone so far as to sell (coughs) their home games to the highest bidder. Uh, but that will change in the spring of 2004 when Bill Courtney, a former high school football coach turned lumber salesman, volunteered to lend a hand. Right. When he arrived, the team consisted of 17 players, some time-worn equipment and a patch of grass masquerading as a practice <laughs> field. Focusing more on winning young men than football games, the football program nevertheless began resurrecting itself and in 2009 features the most talented team Manassas has ever fielded, a team that seems poised to end the playoff jinx that has plagued the school since time immemorial. A coming-of-age documentary film, Undefeated, provides audiences an intimate view of an underprivileged group of teens and their inspirational coach as they attempt to make history. I'm just going to quickly pre-read the next section in case there's any spoilers. Uh, There may be a brief edit back shortly. Okay. Okay, I may read this, but with some careful editing. Okay. This is a sports documentary in which what happens off the field is every bit as important as what takes place on it. Directors Lindsay and Martin, Lindsay and Martin who? Uh, must have known just how lucky they were when money and blah, blah, blah spoilers, uh, shit. I should have <laughs> more carefully. Um, okay, essentially he likes Undefeated a lot. Right. Uh, thinks we should watch it. Uh, he says, there, there is a reason the film took home the Academy Award for the best documentary. It's heartfelt and uplifting and proves there's a great deal of drama and inspiration to be found in real life, not just the movies. Right. Get ready for this. Yeah. In conclusion, this film is a touchdown every time I watch it. Nice. Excuse the pun. Um, so sorry for kind of um, butchering that Uh, there's some there's some review there that I think I'll read that fully we'll do that next week when we've seen it Um, I have heard of this film Uh, I've seen it I've seen only the trailer okay I don't know what to say I don't know where the sentence is going do you know anything about Undefeated nope nothing excellent good Um, blank slate (laughs) web strikes again all I can can say is that I don't it's it's a a documentary about a sport I know nothing about or have no interest in I know the barest bones about American football it had um, in the 80s it was a big thing and I used to watch the Channel 4 coverage I mean (laughs) I was like 6 years old and had some Pittsburgh Steelers pyjamas so I understand like the rules okay see I don't even know that much okay this is going to be interesting but uh, neither of us have any interest in sport unless it's for me men in pants pretending to fight (laughs) or for you if it's superpower go-karts yeah um i i but often though when when you've got a documentary it's like based on richard's pitch it sounds it's much more 
in a bit in, the, in a kind of the same way Senna is it's, a, it's more about the person and the people than yes, the actual yes, sport itself definitely then I'm, I'm quite intrigued by this I kind of quite like those sorts of stories and it's often interesting to see how they're how they're handled and how they're how, how they're documented really I guess but you know I quite like I, I'm one of those people that if I'm bored on Netflix I will just go on to the documentary section and I will pick a documentary and quite often I'll just go right I know nothing or I have no interest in that I'll watch this and see what it's like for yeah you're minutes. one of those information sponge people yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I watched a, an hour and a half documentary about the font Helvetica the other day <laughs> And and bits of bits of it was interesting. It's, it's, it's not one of the sorts of things. Is, this is a emboldened twelve point <laughs> yeah, type. Uh, but there, there, I might have to kind of uh, at some point get you in front of a laptop with it on and show you some bits because there's a couple of people in it that are just mental, <laughs> and it's just like what it, they're talking about fonts. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll quite happily do something like that. So well, I, same I like yes, even those is a uh, we're both even if we're not fans of sport or American football, we're both um, <coughs> we're both fans of documentaries. Absolutely, uh, yeah, and we're always yeah. willing to learn and uh, always love receiving pictures from people. So we absolutely, you know, I'm delve really into this with gusto and cover it next week. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Are we done? Yes. I don't feel we're as funny as we should have been. Are we supposed to be funny? Apparently. Really? I, I hope people tune into this for entertainment. <laughs> really? I don't know. Just geez. for the soothing sounds of if our I'd voices. If I'd known we had to be funny, I would try hard. Yeah, well, okay. Well, hopefully next week you won't be coughing your way through an undefeated <laughs> oh, review. God, I yeah. Do you think you can not cough for me to get through plugs and thanks? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the only suitable response. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, dear. Um, Oh, I also wanted to say before we finish off yes. to say thank you to Kenny for his pitch as well. Oh, yeah, which is something I've seen that I'm going to pitch you. So that is taken on board. Oh, yes, Kenny Vengeance a, last week sent yeah. us something. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, so, so kind of got, uh, a little overtaken by undefeated. Yeah, mostly yeah. due to my own personal ineptitude. Yeah, but that's fine. So uh, that 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 pitch will be coming up soon. Okay, good, excellent. So plugs and thanks. Should I switch your mic on so you don't cough over everybody? <laughs> that might not be a bad idea. Uh, can I? <laughs> Actually, yes. no, don't, because I might want to interrupt you. Yeah. No, well, I'm not going to plug you back in. <laughs> You'll have to come around here and not yeah. cough on me. All right, plugs and thanks. <coughs> Sorry. I'd like to thank Benelin for the sterling job they're doing getting Tom <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I need right. to find a doctor. Um, yes, we. <laughs> you might be able to find one on Twitter, as you can find us <laughs> at HYS Podcast. Uh, said doctors may also be on Facebook, as we are. Facebook.com slash Have You Seen Podcast. They might have blogs, Have You Seen .net. That's ours, but I imagine it would be Have You Seen a Doctor .net. <laughs> uh, and also, you could email your doctor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that would be, but our email address is podcast at Have You Seen .net, and that is how um, Kenny and Pete and Richard uh, have all sent us correspondence. Yeah. Um, we enjoy very much shares and likes on Facebook, particularly of new show posts, mm -hmm. retweets on Twitter, especially of new show tweets, uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes are good. They keep us visible. I mean, more people can uh, yeah. see that the podcast exists and downloads it. Tom's going to say something. Will he cough? No, I've just remembered something, though. Finish what you're saying and then come back. Okay, oh. good. Uh, and we also love your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. Uh, I realized this week we kind of got out word that we were going to record very late. Yeah, uh, that's this is due to our schedule, which is ever changeable and yeah. a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. So if you, uh, I imagine lots of people have seen Kickass and Corpse Bride. So please, um, yeah, yeah it's not too late. Send us your reviews and we'll read Absolutely, them out in future yeah, shows. Yeah. And in fact, anything we've covered in the last fifty-eight shows, yeah, we'll we'll revisit anything. Um, one of our listeners, Graham, 
he went to the Sundance Film Festival in at the O2 over the he weekend. Did, yes, I saw his tweets very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he kind of slightly kind of half pitches three movies that he saw there. Yeah. Um, so what I think we should do is we should jot down the names of those movies, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but... It's, all, it's in our in timeline. Twitter feed. Um, we should keep an eye out for when we might be able to see them. Okay. And there is also a movie that appeared at Sundance that I want to see. Right. That may form a future pitch as well. And okay. it's not one of the ones on Graham's list. Fine. Excellent. Okay. So what I, what I think we should do is we should make a list of those movies. Mm. And then should they crop up in Netflix? Some of them already. The one I want to see is already on Netflix. That I'd seen oh, okay. it on there before I knew it was at the Sundance. Okay. Lineup. Okay. Interesting. And so then, we can do a little bit of hunting. Yeah. So uh, And then what we should do is once we've found them and know that we can watch them, we should very kindly ask Graham to kind of do a more, a more yeah. in-depth, more formal pitch if he wouldn't mind, because that would be fantastic. Graham, this is your forewarning that this <laughs> yeah, is coming. Yeah. Uh, there's also somebody <laughs> else I know. We don't who, know when, no. but it will come. Yeah. Uh, there's also somebody else uh, that we both know right. who has threatened to send us a pitch for something, and I just oh, need okay. to give him a little prod to get him to do it, because yeah. it's a film neither of us have seen. Oh, right. And we were both the, he said we would both be interested in for different reasons. That sounds intriguing. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, I shall give, right. him, yeah. give him a little poke. Yeah. Um, well, we've got a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff lined up. Yeah. yeah Have you got good. your Power Shop DVD challenge DVD? Oh, I've now. Okay. What I've did. What I've did. What I did. Oh, the coughing has robbed him of his grammar. <laughs> I went to. I went to. Should I do the rest of the thanks and then we'll talk? Or just <laughs> yeah. Okay. That? Fine. No. 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 Go. 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 No, go. Because right, no. no, no, I've got a definite ending. Go. <laughs> fine. I, I went to a Power Shop. Yes. And all they had were Super Ted DVDs. Oh, come on. You could have got me one of those. <laughs> and a comedy starring Patrick Wilson that I shot an interview for in <laughs> Edinburgh two years ago yeah. that was actually supposed to be quite good but did nothing in the cinemas and got a really oh, crappy I know DVD the one release. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was it called got... Family Jewels over here. Yeah, it was called had... Barry Monday, I think, yeah, in yeah. the States. Um, and I kind of thought, I know that's supposed to be quite good. I don't really want to do that. No, so no it ruins the very... It ruins the kind of yeah, fundamental yeah. idea of it. Yeah. So what I did was I thought, right, if I go onto Amazon, mm-hmm. I will set myself a budget of a pound. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm allowed to pay for the DVD. Mm-hmm. Post and packaging, no mm-hmm. more than two pounds. Okay. Because I figured if I was driving to a shop or getting a bus or it whatever, it would cost okay, a, reasonably yeah, yeah. cost me two pounds. So I thought, right, fine. I managed to find a film mm. that fits within the kind of parameters we're looking at starring someone you're going to love right oh, for Jesus. 1 pound 27 right the postage was 1 pound 26 <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh, tell you what that will be here mid may okay so i can't yeah so whenever that comes up i'll let you know more we'll, we'll... okay mm. there was another film i was thinking about getting old <laughs> <laughs> He almost made it. <laughs> there was another film I was thinking about getting a hold of that I saw when I was a kid. Yeah. And I've been trying to track down ever since, and I could only find it for 15 quid. Oh. And I was like, I'm not going to pay that much for it. So I'm going to keep my eye on that and see if that comes down. How but, about, okay, I've got an idea. It, uh, Amazon usually gets stuff to you pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? So next week we'll review <laughs> Undefeated, yeah. and we'll do regular pitches. <clears throat> yeah. And then episode 60, we'll do the pitches for... The Power Shop DVD Challenge slash what I imagine is going to be bad movie special. But possibly, yeah. I think we should also do an alter- another bad movie special. We'll do that on the proviso that this DVD turns up. On okay. Power. If not, we'll uh, we'll form other plans. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. Okay. Right. So, thanks to Amazon <laughs> one pound DVD, <laughs> one penny DVD, one penny DVDs. 
um wait what so what? your entire you paid overall one pound twenty seven. Yeah, I thought you paid one pound twenty seven for the DVD and one twenty six for the motion no. packaging. No, so no, the whole your, your DVD cost you a penny, not a pound. Yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, technically, this iPad case cost me a penny, and the postage was four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, it was, it was literally. Uh, That's got to be a scam a, of some kind. A penny for the DVD, and, and no, I think I think it's like pre owned, so it's like yeah, uh, you know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 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 Okie dokie, right. Thanks to everybody listening, uh, especially if uh, you have sent us reviews and pitches and stuff. So thank you to Kenny and Richard and, oh God, I'm thrown for a loop by the penny. Who's the other one? <laughs> Sorry, what? I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all our contributors. Kenny, Richard, Pete, Pete and Graham. He's the other one, Graham. And yeah, all, all those fine, fine gentlemen. Um, we need to get out of here. Yeah, We're coming okay. close, to, close to another cracking up one, aren't you? <coughs> Get away from the microphone. Sorry. <coughs> I haven't been this bad all day. <laughs> thank you to Upbeat Productions for the use of the podcast Submersible yet again. Uh, and thank you to Submersible Captain Alexia Marm for his technical expertise, uh, jaunty hat and lovely beard. Uh, we will see you next week with our review of Undefeated. Thank you. I couldn't remember if it was undefeated or undefeatable. Right. Hopefully, Tom's cough will have been defeated. <coughs> so I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> right. uh, <coughs> uh, and I am going to get out of the way before uh, before more of that comically timed cough yeah. erupts. So uh, we shall see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. <coughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I can help it.